0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Oh, hit it! Oh, baby, what a play!
0: This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in KC and more. Do you believe on this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs, offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I recap the first preseason game against the Saints and also preview Saturday's game against the Cardinals. Uh Joe uh over the weekend on Sunday it was a lackluster start for the Chiefs who trailed 17-nothing to start against the Saints. Is this a concern or is it only preseason? I mean Mahomes only played one series for the first five plays on the opening series were Were touches for uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. He didn't even Mahomes didn't even attempt to pass to a receiver uh, before leaving the game.
1: No, well that that preseason game for me was basically what it was was practicing, getting ready for a game, Uh (laughs) like the timing, right? You know what it takes to get to the stadium, get your tape. It's like almost it's almost dress rehearsal. Yeah for everybody else and the team just from a, like, okay, this is what it's like to play in a game. Like, I I mean, come on two, you know, one series, you know, with the starters. Now I was very impressed. um, You know, and and, and I talked about this uh, with the guys on the border patrol. You know, I was very impressed with Donovan Smith. um, I think because, and, and, and we use this kind of reasoning is offensive line, you know, playing offensive line, it's a position that takes a while to get started. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's why, you know, teams like to have their offense um, defer whenever they win a toss. And, and, you know, this way you let the defense get started first because the defense um, you know, it's kind of like you're going forward and you don't have to think about a lot of plays and whatnot. And you're kind of just like geared up to go forward offense is tough to start a game because, you know, you're trying to feel your way through. Uh, And, and I think, um, you know, that's why uh, again, not to beat it up, but that's why teams, you know, tend to defer and then let their, let their offense get started and then let them get the first uh, series of the second half after, after everything's all warmed up, right. You can make halftime adjustments. So I'm a big believer in that. And I think, but watching, watching this offensive line, you know, they started pretty fast and I thought Donovan had a fantastic first quarter you know, two series there or wherever. I think he played nine snaps, right? So, I I mean, I think this offensive line, Jeff, if they're not going to be one of the best, if not the best lines in the NFL, as long as all five of them stay healthy, I'd be really surprised because I think this offensive line has all the potential for being the best offensive line in the NFL. If those two tackles can play even a glimpse of what we saw in the preseason game, again, it's the first preseason game, first time really getting, you know, another team you're playing against or whatnot. So I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket yet, but, I, you know, I thought that was, the, for me, that was one of the bright spots. And I know, I know Justin Ross was a bright spot for you. I mean, we were texting and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I know you're excited about, you know, that and the depth of the receiving uh, room and, 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 and the kind of receivers they have. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it, look, to answer your question, that was a really tangential answer and a long answer to a short question, but I think I can't put any stock in this game. <laughs> you can't. It's just, not, it's just not indicative. It really isn't. Preseason.
0: And uh, picking piggybacking on a couple things you said, Joe. Um, first of all, yeah, listeners out there, if you like listening to Joe here, uh, as he mentioned, 8.10 every Tuesday morning, right, Joe? To, yeah, to, 7.30 uh,
1: Central, 8.30 Eastern. Yeah, let's do a little Cup of Joe uh they usually play a a philadelphia themed walk-up song for me which is pretty fun uh but yeah so it's a lot of fun getting on and 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 talking shop with with the guys on on the show with steven and nate
0: they're great you know it's the major kansas city sports radio station and also it's nice they have it in podcast form because joe 7 30 a.m central time you know it's 8.30 8.30 for you, 7.30. If I'm lucky, I'm still asleep. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not lucky, I've got a lot of responsibilities I'm trying to get yeah. through. I'm not relaxed, yeah. so I listen yeah. to it later. But the, the other thing I wanted to follow up on what you said, yeah, interesting point and, and a positive sign of how well the offensive line looked. And, Joe, Joe, I was thinking back, I think there's a little bit of a trend for the Chiefs. So, as I mentioned, four of the first five plays went to – edwards was just emphasizing the run and short passing attempts. Um, the Chiefs' emphasis on the run early in the preseason is nothing new. Uh, two years ago, they had also an overhauled offensive line, even more overhauled than this year where we have two new tackles, but that year it was completely overhauled. That's when they had Orlando Brown and they brought Tooney and uh, Trey Smith and Creed all in. Mm-hmm. Well, so two years ago, they started the preseason, um, it was against the 49ers, people might remember it, Nineteen thirteen victory for the Chiefs. But any, anyhow, Edwards-Elair ran the ball in the Chiefs' first two plays. Then he recorded a first down on his first attempt. He had uh, all, five total touches. They all came in less than a quarter. Same recipe. I wonder if that's just, I mean, kind of interesting there. The uh, when I think maybe what, that's what they do in the preseason when they – Get it to a totally new offensive line, you want to emphasize the run, short passing game, and Edwards Lair early on in the preseason. That's just really interesting stats there.
1: Yeah, it really is. And it's, I mean, Jeff, it's it's kind of like, and I know it's uh, maybe maybe a, a a stretch of a segue into your article, right? Your your recent article in Forbes on scripting of plays, right? And 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 maybe that's something that we can tie this common commentary back that you're making to to your article about why NFL teams and why some coaches still script their first 10 or 15 plays. And uh, we, we were, you know, one of the first teams to do that back in the mid nineties, you know, when, when Paul Hackett came um, with and Joe brought Joe Montana, because that was kind of a Bill Walsh thing Mm -hmm. back then in the, with the West coast offense and one of his, you know, offensive, uh, you know, sort of strategies was to put those first 15 together. But, you know, yeah, I mean, there's, you might as well have a script to things. Right. And I think Andy Reid's that kind of person. It's it's not that he's a creature habit. You see that he's obviously when it comes to create creativity and creating a playbook that is like sometimes from outer space, you know, with uh, tight ends taking snaps and doing the circle huddles and all that stuff. Like uh, he's, he's, he's not a creature of habit in his strategy, but he's definitely a creature of habit in like what's working and keep going with it. So, you know, I think he's, um, yeah, you know, he's probably got something he likes to do and, and to set the tone and give everybody something to, to feel like they can sink their teeth into with these preseason games. And he's kind of has a little bit of a formula for it, which kind of will end up leading us into our discussion about, you know, the scripting of plays and having that as a strategy.
0: Yeah, thanks for mentioning that, Joe. Uh, yeah, I wrote, encourage uh, listeners out there to check it out uh, for Forbes.com. I wrote a feature, Why NFL Teams? still script the first 15 plays uh, almost every team does this the chiefs certainly do it spoke to andy Reid about it they script their first 15 plays joe and you mentioned montana and the roots it really started with um bill walsh and paul brown back when bill walsh was with the bengals before um, obviously having all the success he did as a 49ers head coach paul brown who was everything he had, he had been owner gm coach he had ceded the play calling to Bill Walsh, but he still wanted to know kind of what the game plan is. So they used to meet at breakfast before games and he'd, he'd go over the, the list of plays. And then soon he's like, you know, if I'm doing this to Paul Brown, why don't I tell my players? So he started doing it, you know, like the night before and he's like, well, if I'm doing this, I might as well do it <laughs> a- at practice. And that kind of led to it. The West coast offense did that uh, and everyone had adopted it Um yeah, it's really interesting that most teams, like including the Chiefs, pretty much all teams. What's also interesting is they have um so Andy Reid has a list of the, the 15 plays. Um, but the third downs are on a different list. That's because there's right. you know there is it's like a different animal, is what yeah. one coach told me because third down is it, it can really be um it, it's really so much of a passing down. The other the other downs are really fifty fifty. Anything can happen, but third downs such a a, a different thing. Um, so yeah, it was it was very interesting. And the other thing, um, some coaches told me Brian Billick, the former Ravens coach, was actually the one who told me that Bill Walsh story of the origins of it. He was very close to Bill Walsh, um, but but he he was he was saying too. That it's actually and the coaches, the current coaches kind of um, also supported this. That is probably if you had a list, if I had a list of the 15 plays that Andy Reid is going to call, um, it's probably you're, you're probably I'm probably not going to be able to follow it because there's so many audibles and so many things it doesn't fall. Now, sometimes it might. It varies from game to game, but you can't necessarily uh, follow it at all. So some interesting stuff there, Joe. And yeah, did you guys script plays before uh, Paul Hackett and Montana came uh, when you were with the chiefs?
1: No, that was something that came along with, you know, with Paul Hackett Mm -hmm. um, and, and sort of, I guess, again, going, alluding back to the the Bill Walsh tutelage that, you know, coach Hackett received, um, you know, with him, with the San Francisco 49ers uh, you know, when he was offensive coordinator there and, you know, it, it, uh, it wasn't something that we really did. Listen, I don't know if we had 20, not, not to be, critical. <laughs> I don't know if we had 20 plays or 15 <laughs> plays in the playbook, right. With, you know, in 1991 and 92, my first two seasons, right. With, you know, with uh, Steve DeBerg and, and Dave Craig at the helm for both of those two years respectively. And, you know, uh, with Christian Okoye and, you know, Barry Word, like, you know, it was kind of like everybody pretty much knew what our first fifteen plays were. Like, <laughs> hand it to, handed to Barry going to the right, handed it to Christian going to the left, do a play action pass to Stephon Page. Like, we we were pretty, <laughs> we had JJ Burden. Like, we were pretty, we were pretty um, uh, easily, uh, you know, scouted at that point. So, um, no, it, it wasn't until we put that complex offense in that had a lot more audibling and a lot more, you know, uh, you know, sort of strategic, uh, you know, changes that could happen on the fly. Um, we didn't really do it back, back then in in 91 and 92. So, but it was, I liked it. I mean, as as a, as a, as a player, it was great to to practice those, those 15 plays. We always had it. We always had a period during practice where we would script, you know, we would, you know, we would actually script, not to use overuse the word script, but we would script practice for those fifteen plays. So mm-hmm. it just gave the coaches and the players a chance to get really comfortable for what we wanted to do. And just like you said in your article in Forbes, you know, it, it was it's it's like that chance to, you know, get familiar with something and and be able to rep it and practice it and and be able to, you know, uh, make adjustments you know from it so i i I, re- I really liked it i i thought it was a good way to get comfortable with how we were going to start the game and and and, it, and like you said again in the article it was like it's it's the strategic plays that you've come up with over the course of a week that you're like all right these are the plays we got to run like and let's do them let's do them at a time when you know the team's gonna we might catch somebody off guard uh you know we might um you know we might catch them we might catch them sleeping and and I think it's, I think it's a really good thing. Look, if you're going to run, you know, if you got your plays in, you might as well let the players know how you're going to, how you're going to be running them uh, so they can be prepared in the huddle. Cause it's, you know, you only get so much time to think about it, right. It's everything happens so fast, but you know, again, just like you said though, Jeff, with the third down, there's always situations that, you know, you're not going to, you know, if, if, if you're doing your scripting, your first 15 plays and obviously third down was a great, that's a great comment that, you know, if, if you get stuck in a third and 15, like you're not going to just run the next play on the list. Right. <laughs> right? It's like, cause it could be, it could be a quarterback sneaker. It could be a dive or something. Yeah. Right. But you, you know, you also get into positional things. Like what if you, what if a wide receiver breaks a big tackle or running back breaks a big tackle and you end up on the eight yard line, you know, after, you know, like a 50, 60 yard run, like you're not just going to look at the next play. You're going to go to your red zone package and, you know, you're going to, cause that field position changes everything. It's kind of like, it's kind of like everything has to fall in line for you to do all 15 of those plays in a row. And that very rarely happened, but it was nice to know because you could spend a little extra time on them too.
0: Yeah. uh, Great points there. And Brian Billick actually talked about a similar scenario that he he said that he remembered a game when he was with the Vikings, the offensive coordinator of that great offense there, and it opened with a huge Robert Smith run, and they got the ball within, like, the 10-yard line. So it's obviously, he's like, you know, I didn't know we were going to be inside the 10, yeah. but, but I knew what my goal line plays were going to be, so he went to that list. And, yeah, you uh, you hit the nail on the head, Joe, what the coaches all told me was it's it's only the best plays, the ones you've looked really good at practice, it's to keep that defense off balance is to to set them up with something maybe later in the game, maybe to show them mm-hmm. a little bit of wrinkle, and also to to do a little bit of Bill called it probing to see tactically how they're responding to one little thing, and then for later in the game, Joe, did you all did you guys always do fifteen plays exactly? Was it sometimes very?
1: I remember, I remember, I remember it being fifteen for some reason. That number sticking in my yeah. head, like first fifteen, right. first fifteen, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I don't remember it being more than that. Like I'm trying to think if it was ever first 20, I don't think 20, I think 20 is too many, you know, then you're basically, that's your playbook at that point you right. when you get past right. that. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure coach Hackett was always first 15, um, back, back then. And, and, you know, with Joe, with Joe at the helm, with Joe Montana and Steve Bono at the helm, you know, it was, it was, it was comfort. There's the word I was looking for. It was very comforting. Yeah. As a player to know what those plays were. Cause you know, like I said, not to overstate it, but, you could, you could study it a little bit more, get to know a little bit more, look at the defenses against those plays a little bit more, and it was just like a little bit of a cheat sheet for you going into the game, which which you know you, you always appreciate. Like I said, because the game's moving so fast.
0: Well, I know that that was a little bit of a diversion off topic, but we're going to get back to the preseason games first. Though Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines. And matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting. And your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code believe B L E A V for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Uh, Joe, back to the preseason. Uh, contests. You know, one thing that did, I- I'm with you, 17, I know they were down 17 nothing, and they, the chief, Chiefs did come back. They didn't look good coming out, out of the gates, but I, I really don't think it's anything to be concerned about. If I had one little bit of concern, it was that um, I, th- I thought Justin Reed and Trent McDuffie didn't look great. They seemed to get beat in yeah. coverage a lot, which surprised me. Um, but the things that I did like in addition to what you mentioned about the offensive line, I thought rookie defensive back Kamari Connor really flashed. He looked really active as a blitzer. Um, and then you alluded to it early. I, I have to. I'm all aboard the Justin Ross train, as you know. And he looked really good. He he broke a tackle on a 14 yard catch, and of course he had the touchdown. Everyone's talking about. He did have a not great play on a, on a pass that ended up being interception, but he showed some real. Um, potential there Joe anything else you really liked or anything you're really looking forward to seeing on Saturday against the Cardinals
1: yeah I'm, I'm not, for me personally i I think offensively I don't really have any concerns i I really don't there's nothing there's nothing offensively I think the way that Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon and and Clyde Edwards Alaire ended the season I think it's a it's a great trio that can spell each other. I think we're the offensive line. I think we got a deep receiving core. There's a lot of battles going on. So I will be anxious to see the battles that go on. And, you know, and I know we're not going to see Kadarius, but, you know, to see how that, the, the wide receiving core all shakes out. But for the most part, I, I just offensively, I'm not worried. I think they can get their timing down without, you know, going too many reps into a preseason game and risking injury and things like that. So I think offensively, I'll just put that out there, get it off the table and say, I'm not really focused. For me, it's really about seeing how this defense is going to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be something that has happened, you know, and coach bags has been able to do over the course of the last couple of years is evolved this defense based on who's playing well, mm-hmm. based on the talent that he has and, and, and the personnel that's out there. So, yeah, I, I mean, if there was anything you could say, even though it was a preseason game, I would have hoped that the defense would have had a little bit of a better start. Like yeah. I just, you know, they've seen Derek Carr before. Now I know he's in a new offense and with the Saints and everything, and and that that changes everything. So he didn't look like the same Derek Carr with the Raiders. I know that. I I I think the I think the Saints are I think they're going to be really good with him at the helm. I, I think they got a good one there. And uh, maybe, maybe it, that change of environment for him was what he needed. And he may flourish because, you know, you see that happen sometimes, right? You, see, you saw it happen with Drew Brees when he went to the Saints. I know coincidentally, it was the same team, different coaches, different scheme and everything. But, you know, when he left San Diego and ended up in, 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 uh, in, in New Orleans, like he just, wow, like what happened? Like, who is this guy? So mm-hmm. players can do that. So um, I, you know, I, i just, Again, back to I know I went off a little tangent there, but I'm I'm kind of concerned about the defense. Again, like, you know, going yeah. into the season, like, all right, what you know, if, you know, I, I'm still not worried about Chris Jones being on the Chiefs and playing the season. Like that's still not concerning me, even though what's it cost him over like one point three or four million dollars or something just must be nice. Um <laughs> but um, you know, I, I I just I don't know. I don't know. There's just something the linebacking core. I, I man, they're rock solid. I think you and I talked about that. I thought Leo Chanel was fantastic in this game. I think that that rotation of Tranquil there's some plays too. I'm real excited. Tranquil. Like that that rotation of four players in this, you know, whatever they're doing, the four two or the four three, depending on what front they throw at at the team, I, I think is gonna be fantastic. They're deep. I'm good there. You know, D line and, and and the and the defensive backfield still like a little bit of a question mark. So we'll see. Obviously, we'll see how it shakes out. But I don't know if we'll get a lot of answers in the preseason, but it will be interesting to see. And that's what I'm going to watch in the first couple of series is is how this defense reacts to not really playing that well.
0: Yeah, and it was a surprise for me. And yeah, I, I echo what you say about the linebackers. Um the the defensive line, I think. Chris Jones changes everything. But that I think, especially without Omena, who would, there, that might be the kind of weak spot if there is one on on a defense that I think should be pretty good. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the thing that you've circled, Joe, as the Chiefs, you know, where they're going to be heading. They're going to be heading to State Farm Stadium where they last played in that Super Bowl, where they began last season in week one and then finished in the Super Bowl. Uh, Joe, anything else besides the defense that you're, that you're looking to see maybe a a certain position or a certain guy that you, you know, I'm going to be looking at Justin Ross. I
1: Yeah. I I know that
0: man crush I have on him, but
1: yeah, I know that for sure. No. And for me, obviously, you know, I don't want to sound like a a position Homer, but you know, I've got, I've got to, I've got to go with the offensive line. I, I love watching this group come together and I'm, I'm really anxious to see, you know, how the tackle position shakes out. Uh, for them and, you know, and kind of how, you know, Juwan and and Donovan, you know, really slide into that three, that, and that three, that interior three is best in football. And, you know, we got to make sure that those two bookends, you know, find their way and they get a fast start because, you know, that's what we're going to be, you know, heavily reliant on this offense to score points. And to, you know, to kind of overcome any of the defensive things that, you know, holes that we might have right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm anxious. I'll be I'll be watching the offensive line to see how they go. And it's going to be it's going to be good They'll go out in the heat. You know, it's it's good to get a hot game in because, you know, September in Kansas City can be pretty warm, too, um, regardless of of where, you know, the team's uh, going as far as like their their first couple of games. I mean, it'll be you know, they'll be at home for the opener. Um, you know, they'll they'll head down to Jacksonville, which is gonna be hot. They'll be back home in September, and then they'll be in New York on October 1st. So those first four games, I mean, you know, the East Coast for the Jets can it can get a little humid at at and hot. So in, in even the beginning of October. So I'm glad that they're gonna go down to Arizona and get some heat and you know, see what it's like to warm up and and get started in the heat. So um you know, I think that's, that's going to be good to watch for um, how the players are conditioned.
0: So it is somewhat climate controlled in in that stadium, you know, with, 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 with the dome, although, you know, it it might even be too cold. I was making poking fun on social media that Kyler Murray, obviously is not going to play. He's recovering from ACL, That he was on the sidelines of their uh, preseason game against the, the, I think it was the Broncos. He was wearing a ski cap, and I'm like, I know yeah. it's, I know yeah. it's like air conditioned inside, but Phoenix is yeah. setting like that's true. That's a good point. All summer, it's like you really need a, a ski cap like that. That seems like an, an interesting uh, a clothing choice, Joe. Yeah, the, and I, I again, I think all these preseason games, I'm going to be looking at the wide receivers. It's going to, I think that position group has such good depth, but we're still trying to figure out who like the stars are going to be, especially with yeah. Tony's health. In question. So I think that's you know one that I'm going to continue to watch. Rasheed uh, Rice. How does he do? He got he got uh, some action. He had one drop. See if he can maybe shore those things up. He's looked good in in camp by all counts. And then you said about the defense. I I think I want to see how they didn't get much push, uh but I want to see how those defensive backs look again. Kamari Connor was I think really impressive as a blitzer i want to see if he can make another performance and, and how it's interesting that jalen wasson and, and josh williams from last year have been kind of alternating um see if one mm-hmm. of those guys um coach mayor the defensive backs coach, was talking about it on wednesday that he's he's looking for one of them to step up because we know mcduffie is going to be the nickel guy he's really good at that right. we know jerry sneed is going to be another starting corner though he hasn't really played it might be another reason why the corners um are are really a focal point as we wait for jarius Sneed's mm-hmm. need to totally recover he's had some swelling um so just i i think that and, and maybe they bounce back a little bit from from the game they had against the, the uh saints
1: yeah it's um you know it's it's again it's the second preseason game of three uh, um we'll see you know how, how fast they can start and, and keep looking at the position battles, right? I think we're probably, if fans are going to watch them at practice, at training camp practice, they're probably seeing more of the competition and reading about it, you know, whether it's in your great articles in Forbes or whether it's, you know, reading the Kansas city uh, news and, and seeing things on social media, they're probably getting a better flavor of how the competition's going more than the game. Cause it's just some of these games are, you know, you just don't have your full complement of players out there and it's hard to, to get into a flow. So uh yeah, the, the, the wide receiver battle is definitely intriguing and I'm really anxious to see how that plays out and what the starters look like and, and what the rotation looks like at that, at that position. Cause they're, they're deep, they're young and, and people are fighting for spots. So it, that's, that's where that and, you know, wide receiver and, and, and defensive back, I think are still the, the two key points for me, other than me loving to watch the line.
0: There's this big ugliness. I also, Joe, I actually, I know it's preseason, doesn't really matter. I think the Chiefs actually have a quick start. I think, again, we don't think it matters, but I think the Chiefs are striving for perfection. And I think Andy Reid has probably been on his guys, along with Spags and everyone else, to, you know, that what they did wasn't ex- acceptable. Yeah. They're going to have, they're going to really have been yeah. uh, kind of reaming his guys. And I expect them to, to start quickly here
1: yeah the way you, the way you practice is the way you play so and that's what these games are
0: agreed well if you enjoyed this show presented by bet online please subscribe we're available on your favorite directories itunes spotify google play luminary and tune in thanks for listening and we'll be back next week go chiefs